Welcome to episode 7, Jake and Sean, how challenging experiences can strengthen your relationship. Episode 7. Yes. Episode 7, or such, for our Spanish and Portuguese speaker <laughs> listeners out there. Uh-huh. Um, Jake and Sean, this episode is so incredible. They have this calming, like, zen presence and, like, life perspective that when we were recording and when I was editing it just brings peace like this will just bring peace Mm -hmm. and comfort and zen they're so sweet so kind um they talk about moving across the country for each other they talk about navigating some really really difficult life challenges together and how that strengthened their relationship and then they go into detail about their surrogacy process a miscarriage that they've been through, and then some exciting news about how that's going right now, <laughs> where I kind of almost blow out the microphone because we get so excited. So stay tuned for that. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful episode. You're really going to love it. So to tell you a little bit about Jake and Sean, they met eight years ago and have been married for four they own their own business and work as realtors with Summit Sotheby's International Realty. Aside from spending time with their two doggies, they are currently in the process of surrogacy to start a family of their own. You can find them on Instagram at RealtorHubbies um, and on their website www.therealtorhubbies.com and we'll link both of those in the show notes. Um, But we're just going to dive into the episode. Get ready for some beautiful relationship reflection. It's just so lovely. Let's do it. They're a wonderful couple. This is Make Marriage Work, a podcast for happy couples who are ready to learn how to argue better and connect more. We're Strons and Mallory Wolfgram. Mallory is a couples therapist, but this podcast isn't therapy. It's chatting with real couples like you about how to make marriage work. At the end of each episode, we give you clear takeaways that you can try out in your own relationship. All right, let's get going. Well, Jake and Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. I know. We know you two are very busy with work and life, so we're just super thankful that you guys were able to bless us with some of your time and wisdom that we will get to here in a little bit. But uh, thank you very much for for being here. Of course. I'm not sure how wise we'll be, but we're excited to be here. And and thank you for having (laughs) us. We honestly think this is a great platform and we're really happy to be a part of it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, We're just going to jump right into it, if that's okay with you. Um, So what do you love most about your partner? You go first. I want to hear what you love about me, and then I can. It'll be easier. (laughs) Well, I feel like one of the one of my sometimes in relationships, your insecurity is something that you love in another person, and I've always loved that Sean's always seemed very confident about who he is and what he wants in life, Mm. and that's always been such a good example to me. I think for a long time, I. I lived a life in order to please what others wanted from me. And so to be able to have that confidence from a partner is, is something that I really value. I love that Sean speaks his mind and isn't afraid to, 
to stick up for himself and isn't afraid to stick up for those that he loves. I always feel a sense of comfort in that as well. And I mean, I don't know, that's something that I've always loved about you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Something that I really love about Jake is that he compliments me really well um, and balances, you know, I mean, he balances me out a lot and um, builds me up and um, makes me a better person. I feel like it's, um, it's important to find somebody that pushes you, but also, um, you know, that you are, that compliments you, I guess. And I feel like Jake does that perfectly. Like, for example, I'll be heated in the car and, and he calms me down, you know, like he's kind Mm -hmm. of the like yin to my yang in a lot of ways, like where, um, you know, I have a tendency of maybe being a little more spicy, but yet Jake has this like soft side. So it kind of like helps me to mellow my, I don't know, (laughs) that side of me out a little bit. Um, (laughs) And in a lot of ways, like, I feel like we just... Um, we, I don't know, we balance each other out in a lot of ways. And I mm-hmm. think that's why it works well for us. So love that. Love yeah. that. Um, so question number two is what is a funny or relatable argument or conflict that you guys have worked through together? Well, in talking about that yin yang situation, mm-hmm. um, we were, I think that, Two different personalities. Obviously, a marriage is bringing two very individual people to the table, and you have different upbringings. You have different ways of viewing the world, and um, that can be tricky. I think that um, something that a lot of couples or a lot of friends that we've talked to have had to work through is maybe one of their partners is more social than the other or relaxes in a different way. And I think that's something that came up for us a lot at the beginning. Sean is a person that can just be around people 24-7, like a super extrovert, can go out, can hang out. Sometimes, I mean, it's just hanging out with me, but I get a lot of rejuvenation from alone time and time just to kind of contemplate or to turn off and have that um, independent space. So that's been something that we've had to work on is that balance where I'm not meaning to offend Sean by saying, Hey, I need a little bit of time, just Jake time, you know, to rejuvenate and charge my batteries. And at the beginning that was really offensive to Sean because he was like, like, you don't want to spend every minute with me. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Like I get energized by being around you. How come you're not energized when you're around me? Like, no, no, it's not that at all. It's just, I mean, sometimes you need that individual space too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's super relatable. And I like how you're talking about it. Like at first it hurt our feelings and caused some conflict. And then we kind of built up an understanding and kind of trust and confidence with each other where it became like, it sounds like now you're at a place where we just know this difference we have. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember early in our marriage, Strons would come home from school or work or whatever, and I would be like, yay, let's cuddle and talk and all this stuff. And he was like, I just need 10 minutes to have you like not approach me yet to like unwind <laughs> and all that. And uh-huh. it, I did. I took it super personally, but now I just know that about him and I know he'll 
come back to me in 10 minutes. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. How did you work through that? How did that? I feel like that topic? not great at first. Like I probably cry <laughs> for a while. Um, and then I also felt like, like I didn't fully understand what she was like feeling or saying. And I was like, I like, I was just very confused, which <laughs> maybe made her even more. I want to say angry, like hurt, hurt. Yeah. But I think it was kind of like how you both are describing just continuing to talk about it and like not ignore it and bring up when it's hurting and figure out how can we finally reach each other and understand this together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting just blending those things that you, I mean, it's little things that you don't mm-hmm. really think about, right? but I mean, we all experience life in such an individualized way. And then you're bringing these two people to the table to experience yeah. it together. Right, right. Obviously, yeah. there's going to be some quirks. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And li- you're right. They're like little, like it's just that 10 minutes a day or just the occasion when, you know, one of you needed more alone time. Um, but it, it continues to come up when you're spending your whole life with this person. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it kind of reached ahead for us in California because I, you know, picked up my life, moved to LA for Jake. Um, and then, you know, I was in this new city, didn't know anyone, didn't have a job. Like it came from having a good job in Utah to struggling to find something in LA for probably a month or two and, mm-hmm. you know, spending all my time alone. And he was at school or work. Um, for a good, you know, probably 10 to 12 hours a day. And so he would come home and need to de-stress kind of like you now and then, or strands, sorry. Um, and then, um, but I, I was like, I haven't been with anybody all day long. Hmm. And so I just want to be with you and, and tell you about my day and, you know, and he just wanted to relax. And so it was finally like two, one too many arguments that we were like, okay, we need to figure out a healthy balance with this. And so, yeah, yeah, we've been able Mm -hmm. to navigate it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense that it would kind of bring it closer to the surface under those circumstances for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Question number three. Number three. What is one of the most challenging experiences you have been through as a couple and how did you get through it together? Yeah, I mean, aside from aside from coming out um, together and and navigating the, I mean, we both were born and raised LDS, and so, um, you know, navigating that. And one of the interesting things about our relationship actually is um, when Sean and I met, we were both very closeted. We had Mm -hmm. not come out to anyone really besides church leadership. And when we met, we met with intentions of not really dating, of kind of helping each other through the gay experience. We had not come out to anybody. And so we wanted to relate to somebody that was going through the same struggles that we were. And we confided a lot in each other. And really, honestly, we were there to kind of help each other through this to find understanding wives is what we thought we were going to do Mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it didn't work out that way. We hung out more and more and really started falling in love and understanding what love is. 
And so we kind of just jumped into this after that. And I was, I was 21, almost 22. And Sean was 19 years old. So we were really young and just navigating the world and coming out and religion and living with someone for the first time and dating someone for the first time were each other's very first boyfriends and just, I mean, not having a lot of role models in our life on what that looks like and how to take those mm. roles as a gay couple, I think was something that, that really kind of rocked our world. And I mean, we can look back and see like, oh, all of these different periods of growth and change. And sometimes I was changing more than Sean was. And sometimes Sean was evolving more than I was. And we were at different spectrums of belief at different times in our relationship. And navigating that, I mean, is really hard on your own. And then to do that with another person, we didn't, I mean, we didn't have any practice partners. We chose to stay together and work through it together. And on, I mean, obviously we're very happy that we did, but there were some trying challenges in there to navigate um, all of those different spectrums at once. Yeah. Uh, there was this TED talk that one time when we were kind of going through a tough point in our relationship that I, I listened to. And I remember um, one thing that this lady said that really stood out to me was that all relationships go through um, kind of like cycles. And, um, you know, you sometimes you come to this crossroads where you either choose to make it work or you choose to to go separate ways. Um, and a lot of people have multiple relationships, uh, in their life, whether it's with the same person or the same, or sorry, with the same person or with somebody different. And I feel like, you know, I can look back at our relationship and, and see those crossroads, those moments and where we chose, Hey, you know, we're going to choose to continue to make this work and stay together. And, kind of start from scratch again, you know, mm -hmm. and build this new relationship because I think people change and evolve and um, you're not like, I'm not the same person I was when I was 19, when I met him. And so. Yeah. We're probably on like our fourth marriage, but just together. <laughs> yeah. The same, yeah. Know, the same relationship. But... Four. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that's two. an Esther Perel quote, maybe. Yes. It and is. Yeah. yeah, she's so great. And, I love that idea. And I think especially with that experience you just shared, it would be like you both were changing so much, like you said, individually, and then also doing it together. And that is such a like so much emotional work to be doing that on your own. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, it sounds like and I would imagine it was really beautiful to do together, but also really challenging to do together. Mm -hmm. Right. I think our most recent challenge um, comes with a silver lining, but um, Sean and I have been trying now for uh, probably three or four years to start our family, and we're on that yeah. journey right now. And um, in 2019, in September of 2019, we, we transferred embryos um, and started the surrogacy process. And we, we implanted two embryos, hoping for twins, because mm -hmm. it's kind of buy one, get one free. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> totally. It's a very expensive process, an yeah. emotional process. And so we're like, if we could just do get two, we'll have two and we'll be done. Um, 
one of those embryos took and the other didn't. And in that surrogacy journey, we only made it to, to week 12. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up losing the baby at that point. <clears throat> and I think that, I mean, just all of your hopes, not all of your hopes for your family, all of the financial investment that you've put into this. I mean, just seeing people around you that are, that are having babies and it's so easy or people that are having babies that don't want to have babies and it's an oops baby or seeing parents that are taking their children for granted. And here we are investing all of this money and all of this time to start our family. And then just to have it all taken from you in one day. I think that that stands out as one of the most challenging things that we've been through. Would you mm -hmm. say? Yeah. I mean, it definitely rocked our world for a bit and I think you you make plans for starting your family, but you don't make plans for how you will deal with grief and loss. And so I felt like it took a lot of just communication and, um, you know, leaning on one, one another. Because, like, sometimes I would have a bad day, but Jake was having a good day, and you didn't want to bring his good day down. And so, you know, but... I don't know, just being conscious, conscious of each other's emotions and feelings. And um, I don't know, I feel like ultimately it, it made us grow closer together, but yeah. I can definitely see how something like that can, can cause a couple to um, couples to go kind of opposite directions. Mm -hmm. So we chose to make our surrogacy journey pretty public. Um, I think there's a lot of education that still needs to be done out there about this. And there's, I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of infertility issues even amongst straight couples that mm -hmm. have to go through IVF to, in order to start their families. And although that was really devastating to go through all of this publicly and have that miscarriage, something that's so well known and widespread, I think that, that also provided a huge source of community. And I think mm -hmm. that platforms like this, like your podcast here are amazing because they help to validate feelings and they help people to know that they're not alone in the struggles that they're going through and the issues that they're feeling that we're all in this human experience together and we can all relate in different ways and add insight and growth. So I think it's really beautiful that, that you're doing this and, and we're excited that we can share some of our story. Yeah, on, thank you so much. Yeah. On a positive note, though, yeah. um, we have been a little less public the second go around, but we have tried again. <laughs> we transferred our embryos. And again, we tried two. And we are now into our second trimester we had a little bit of a surprise as that came through. Do you want to share, Sean? Yeah, so <laughs> we are um, currently 16 weeks pregnant with oh, triplets. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> three babies, yeah. With three oh, babies, yeah. So we're... What? Yeah, triplets. Yeah, one of those embryos <laughs> split. So oh, now we have to stop it. And then a third baby. <laughs> yes. That is incredible. Yeah. So we don't know. I mean, if this other baby was just like, nope, I'm coming back or yeah. like what? 
or Aww. I mean, we were going to start stop our family at two. So I don't know if this is like, <laughs> like you're supposed to have three nope. kids and we're just going to give them to you all at once. Oh my Yay. goodness, triplets! <laughs> yeah, it's Isn't that nuts? wild. I know. We just bought a car in December. Like it doesn't fit. the triplet stroller we're looking at folded up is still five feet long we're like a minivan what what are we gonna do straight to the minivan oh Oh, yeah so we're thinking like an xl yukon xl or something but (laughs) i can't do the minivan but too big of a leap yeah. So yeah, we're taking advantage of sleeping in and relaxing and quiet nice. time because our world's gonna be very very different a year from now. <laughs> Not even a year wow. from now. Yeah, in February. February. February is the due date. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I'm like, do you know people with triplets? Like, I don't even know anyone with oh. triplets. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy because our surrogate um, has triplets that are three and a half years old so she carried three boys um of her own and then she did surrogacy for another gay couple and um she carried twins for them and the twins are now a year and a half and now she's carrying triplets for us so it's like eight babies in what a champ a matter of four years (laughs) she's built for this right eight yeah (laughs) honestly that's cool so she knows the experience of triplets and can yeah talk yeah. about all the and lessons she, yeah she just has so much like i don't know yeah she's so much so courage and faith and, in yeah, the process that we're just like we i mean if it weren't for her we i feel like yeah, we, would we be, were freaking out yeah. and she's the one that's like no we got we this. got this we're i'm keeping them in until at least 34 <laughs> weeks and we're like yes that's okay. beautiful so yeah Tell us how you're feeling and, I mean, what a cool point in your journey of going through that loss and that grief and working through that together and then finding out, yay, we're pregnant again and then triplets. Like, tell me about how you guys are feeling, how that's been on the relationship this this exciting period and just tell us a little more. Yeah. I mean, aside from being, like, super overwhelmed, like – Honestly, mm-hmm. we're, we're super excited and we feel like everything up to this point has led us to what we're about to embark on. Um, and so I feel like as painful as some of the experiences have been that we've gone through, I feel like they have shaped us and made us who we are today. And they, um, you know, hopefully will make us into really great dads and, um, we'll be able to relate to our kids when they're going through tough experiences. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, I I think a lot of couples can relate that like the, the hard experiences you, you can either grow apart, like we've talked about, or you can grow closer together. And I feel like um, in a lot of ways they've, they've made us grow a lot closer. And I feel like this experience has also made us grow closer and just the excitement of, being able to see Jake, you know, with our, with our little kids and, um, and him in that role is, is super exciting and, um, a super big, like turn on in a sense. So (laughs) totally. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a lot of emotions to process and it's, I mean, it kind of depends on the day and the time and everything about what you're feeling. 
Sean has the cutest grandma and she like she's known for saying nothing happens for no reason like that's what she always <laughs> says and I, I do believe that whether you believe in God or the universe or energy or, or whatever you believe in just I think that things do work out the way that life is supposed to teach you yeah. and I mean we've taken this extra time that we've had to to really grow closer as a couple to explore um you know these hard conversations that that these topics and these tragedies bring up like the miscarriage and be able to work through that and improve our relationship and improve that bond that we have with each other obviously the news of triplets is overwhelming (laughs) and um beautiful beautifully overwhelming Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but I mean, there's a lot to take in there. There's a lot. I mean, how are we going to navigate work? I mean, we're not, we're outnumbered at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Overnight. We, thought we might need some help with two kids. Like we're definitely recruiting everybody that can come and help us. <laughs> now that we're gonna have three. But we do feel really lucky that we're having this opportunity. Um, obviously there's a lot of anxiety with the pregnancy because it's high risk. moving into now that we're out of that first trimester I think we're feeling pretty good I think that I'll get really nervous again right (laughs) when we're closer to those like 20 weeks making sure that we get to to viability and Mm -hmm. and we just have some healthy babies at the end of this but uh, we are feeling very hopeful and it does feel like like things are happening the way they're supposed to happen yeah very serendipitous Mm mm-hmm yeah. It's beautiful. So beautiful. I'm like, okay, we're going to have to have you on the podcast again in like a year. <laughs> <laughs> right? What do triplets do to your relationship? Triplet toddlers in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you for sharing both of those experiences, yeah. both with your journey of coming out together and going through that process together and your miscarriage. And then that exciting news. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We've got to end with a little cherry on top, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so we have two more questions. One is, what do you do to stay close and connected? So Sean and I both work together. Um, yes, that's right. We both do real estate. Um, we have all the same friends. So we definitely spend a lot of time together. But I think mm-hmm. time spent together and quality time spent together are two very different things. Mm. And one thing that we implemented, and this was this was years ago now, but we were probably at one of the lowest points in our relationship, just on different, I feel like we were just both on different individual journeys and it was all kind of coming to a head and we really needed to work through some stuff that we were avoiding. Mm-hmm. And we had kind of drifted a little bit. And so what we did to implement and really make sure that our relationship was the focal point of our lives as well, was to take some time away from work, away from friends, and really set a time that was just for us, to focus on us, to connect to each other. And it's something that we've continued to do for years now. But we have made Wednesday nights our date night. And we tell of our clients when we start, when we start a, a session with a client, a consultation, we tell them, okay, we're really flexible, but 
Wednesday evenings, we black, we block that out. Um, mm. That's our time. And then Sean will plan a date one week and then I'll plan the date the next week. And so that we are both doing something special for the other person. Mm. And some of them have been really exciting dates and some of them are just, you know, watch a movie or have dinner and catch up. And, but I think that that allocated quality time where we turn our phones off, where we're not discussing work has been really, really important and has helped us grow so much closer. Yeah. I love that. I love the two switching off every other week. I think Mm -hmm. we try to do date every week, but we're not as organized about that. And I feel like that can lead to like, um, me probably planning more <laughs> and being like, Strauss, it's your turn to plan. So I love that you guys just. I'm more of like a plan on the fly. Yeah, you're, you'll plan it, mm. you know, five <laughs> minutes before. Like get in the car right. and then I will Google search where we're eating. Yes, yes. that is. That is for sure. But I love that you're in that rhythm of like, we just take turns. And like you said, we both feel like special and cared for and loved. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. I really like that distinction between uh, that, that you made between quality time and like actual or like quality time versus, you know, you guys have the same friend groups where you guys are spending a lot of time together. And that, that was something that I had to learn in our relationship is, you know, we would hang out with my family, with her family with friends and I would define that as quality time but it really wasn't I'd be like I haven't seen you in two weeks (laughs) (laughs) but it really wasn't that time to you know it wasn't like scheduled like a date night where we could actually talk to each other where we could you know really connect and build that relationship and I, I I really like that because I think some people may get very confused about you know, hey, let's go hang out with my friends. That's quality time. Or the other partner will say, let's go hang out with my friends or let's go hang out with my family. That's quality time. But Or with mm-hmm. COVID, like a lot more of us, like Strand and I don't work at home typically, but we're both working at home. And so it can be easy to like you both work together to be like, we're mm-hmm. spending all this time together. And then like you noticed, we can still fall apart if we're not being really intentional about right. it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I know. I feel like it's... I mean, it may sound silly, but like sometimes just setting those rules and those expectations, um, I think are pretty critical in making sure that like, and just sticking to that, you know, like we set the rule of like not having our phone on because Mm -hmm. we work in real estate. And so it's easy, you you know, to be on your phone until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Um, And a lot of things feel like, oh, it needs to happen right now. Um, or my client's going to be upset or, you know, they're going to mm-hmm. miss out on this opportunity. But mm-hmm. I feel like just setting that that boundary and that expectation from the beginning um, has helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love that. All right. Um, to wrap it up, last question. What is your number one tip for others to make marriage work? Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like, there are a lot, right? But I feel like what it really boils down to, and I know it might be cliche, cliche, but um, I think communication is huge. I think that it's really important to, like even just our, on our date nights, you know, we set that time aside to have really quality communication where we're not just in that like, hi, bye, how are you? Good. You know, like you, we're not just having these surface level conversations. It allows us to dive a little bit deeper 
And I think having those quality conversations and just, you know, anytime you're in a disagreement or an argument, like sometimes just like stepping back and taking a moment to compile your thoughts, but then coming back to the table and being like, Hey, you know, let's talk through this. Um, and, and letting each side voice their, their opinions and their concerns and their frustrations, um, and their feelings. And then, you know, one, the other listening, um, I think this is really important. And then, you know, going or, or swapping, Mm -hmm. um, and hearing the other person out. Yeah. I mean, communication is such a skill, like it's such a learned thing. And I feel like at the beginning of our relationship, that was one of the biggest struggles is learning how to communicate effectively and not just venting, not just attacking, not, you know, just bombarding the conversation. There's, I mean, it, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of understanding and a lot of work. I don't think we've mastered it completely. And I don't know if anybody does have all of the right tools to communicate, but just making that a priority has really helped our relationship to be able to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to read some books on communication. I'm going to try to better my area of what I'm lacking so that we can bring this to the table and we can have, we can conclude our arguments and we can learn something from these arguments and we can move forward being better. Yeah. I love that. And I think that fits with kind of just the whole episode and hearing more about your kind of journey together of it sounds like you've been through some real challenges and also some beautiful moments, but you always come back together and like find each other. Even when life happens, you always, it sounds like really prioritize each other in the end and find each Mm -hmm. other and build off of that. Yeah. 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 I like that. Like prioritizing each other. I heard it said once that like, and I think it was actually my therapist that was like, you know, why would, why would you bring 50% to the table and expect him to bring 50%? No, you should bring a hundred percent because you know, you're not always, you're, you're, you can't expect your partner to make up where you're lacking. Um, and that's something that I've always tried to um, live by now in our relationship and just making sure that like I'm bringing my best to the table for Jake and not expecting him to, you know, pick up my slack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. We really appreciate everything you shared and all that good wisdom well, and the exciting oh my God. I can't even stand it I'm so excited <laughs> we are so excited we're like planning ways right now um, of how we can announce and we're yeah I think we're gonna do a music video or something like that um, yes. so fun so fun yeah, hopefully that comes out soon and we can just be because it's been the hardest secret ever to keep I know it's, it's hard because people, a lot of people knew that we were in the surrogacy process the first time. And so they'll ask questions. Yeah. I had a girl the other day, just like drilling me with all these questions. And I was like, I can't keep lying to you anymore. Yeah. And she's like, what? Sure. I was like, I can't keep lying. Like I've been lying to you the last five minutes. And she's like, 
What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, we're pregnant with triplets. <laughs> and oh she just God. starts laughing. I yeah, know, right? <laughs> oh, so amazing. Well, we're excited to see the music video or however you announce and just watch that whole journey. We love following your page and following your relationship and your business. And we'll make sure to plug that in the show notes as well. Right. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. This was amazing. We're very grateful to be a part of. We're grateful to have you as part of it. (laughs) Don't you just feel so calm? so zen after listening to Jake and Sean. I do. So good. <laughs> and then triplets. Not one. <laughs> Not two. Three. Three babies. We like missed it the first time they said it and so we were like, yay, you're pregnant. And then they were like, yeah, three babies. We're like, what? We were like mind blown and we're so excited to follow their triplet journey on their Instagram. We can't wait to see all the adventures that they get to go on with that. Oh, yeah. Like we said, we'll probably have to have him back to talk about triplets in a marriage. Yeah. That's, that's an experience. A progress report. Yeah. We're so grateful for Jake and Sean coming on the podcast, sharing all their wisdom, and we're going to dive right into the work it. So you ready, babe? Let's work, work it. Work, 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 Just work it. Come on, work it. Work it. Work it number one. We talked about an Esther Perel quote, and I'm going to read that quote for you. No relationship lasts a lifetime. You can have the same relationship with a thousand people, or you can have a thousand different relationships with a single person. It's up to you to decide. So they mentioned this quote and talked about how they have been through really challenging experiences, and they've kind of chosen to grow together and change together and kind of find new relationships within their relationship which is super beautiful and so work at number one is what crossroads have you had in your relationship where you've chosen to start over with your partner in a new way what was that like and what has it been like since then just kind of talk through that and reflect a little bit on that experience work at number two what challenging experiences have you been through as a couple that have shaped who you are today How have you grown closer through these challenging experiences? Jake and Sean talk about coming out together and going through a miscarriage together and how that has shaped not only them as individuals, but also their relationship. Um, This is a really great time to reflect on some of those um, experiences that that you have gone through with your partner and how that has shaped you as a person and your relationship. Work at number three, are you spending enough quality time together? Talk about how you can prioritize quality time versus just time together. Um, We really loved how they talked about prioritizing that time above anything else and how they take turns planning and they choose one night every week that they turn off work and they really focus on the relationship. So talk through ways that you can kind of focus in on that quality time together. Those are the work gets. Don't forget to sit down and talk through those with your partner. Um, Now we're going to read our review of the day. We still have stickers left that we're giving away to those who leave reviews. So who's the review by today? 
today's review is from HIY34. And they said, hearing real couples talk about their relationships has helped me realize that my marriage is totally normal, conflicts and all. It's super comforting and it's good inspiration to see how other people work at improving things. Thanks, Melanie Strauss. Love that so much. Thank you. Conflict is normal, and that's exactly what we're hoping to do with the podcast, is just talk about the conflict that we don't normally talk about. So we're so glad that it's helping. And thanks so much for listening. And HIY34, email us at makemarriageworkpodcasts at gmail.com and send us your address and we'll get you those stickers. Um, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next If you like this episode, we'd be super grateful if you would rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really does help other listeners find us. And make sure to find us on Instagram for more relationship tips at Make Marriage Work. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.